0: Hello, welcome to the Sarah Sloan Show, where we show the Sarah Sloan The. Hope you guys are doing well, having a good Friday, as you should be, because thank the Lord it's Friday, um, joined here by my father, and we're just going to cover some good old news, so I hope you enjoy it. All right, let's just jump in. So we have our first topic, and that is that I saw in the Epic Times that President Donald Trump, he is basically going to be supporting um, Senator Marco Rubio in his bid for re-election as senator. Uh, These are six-year terms, and, you know, you might be thinking, okay, well, Senator Marco Rubio is a Republican. What's the big deal? Well, if you remember the 2016 uh, election, it got pretty nasty between the two of them.
1: Small hands.
0: Yep. So... Um, just for historical reference, I have a clip. He's always calling me Little Marco. And I'll admit, the guy, he's taller than me, he's like 6'2", which is why I don't understand why his hands are the size of someone who's 5'2". Have you seen his hands? They're like this. And you know what they say about men with small hands?
2: You can't trust them. He said I had small hands. Actually, I'm 6'3", not 6'2", but he said I had small hands. They're not small, are they? I never heard heard that one before. I've always had people say, Donald, you have the most beautiful hands. What? He hit my hands. Nobody has ever hit my hands. I've never heard of this one. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? (laughs) He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee
0: Parents watching last night, kids watching too. You and Donald Trump have traded personal insults in recent days, and Trump responding last night to your comments about the size of his hands, and without going any further, this is a morning show. Uh, You have young children. Do you regret where this has gone? Look, I I, I regret the way the campaign has become, absolutely, because Donald Trump for the last year has made it one of the most vulgar spectacles in American political history.
2: So when little Marco spews his crap about the size of my hands, which are big, the size of my hand, those hands can hit a golf ball 285 yards. Right? Those are good, strong. So what do I do? For the rest of my life, I have the curse that I have little hands, little hands. Take that guy. So so I said. (laughs)
0: so good
1: (laughs) well they always say that you can't beat trump at being trump
0: nope and that was one of the worst ideas you know it's it's easy to do a few insults but like you said you can't beat him Mm -hmm. and uh he obviously lost
1: so as they say if you can't beat him join him join him and that's what's happening now
0: yep for sure and they had been you know supportive of each other after trump uh, became president and that's usually what happens trump will do what he has to do in the moment does he really think ill of you no he doesn't care he's just doing what he thinks is funny and what he thinks will you know um help him win in the end
1: and you know when it comes down to it after the fact he will reconcile and align himself with you if you are a better option than his than your opponent For sure. And I guess that's probably the case here. So, uh, you know, uh, Marco Rubio is fairly popular. It's not likely that there's going to be a primary, you know, contender that could beat him. So um, Donald Trump wants to join in.
0: And You know, okay, I'm trying to think this through. You know, because we always try to think of, like, who's worse in this situation? Um, A person like Trump who will hurl the insults. But will always come and have your back at the end of the day. Or the people like, uh, uh, dang it, not McCain. Well, McCain is one of them. Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney, mm. who will be dignified, but will truly never have your back mm. when it counts. Mm. And yeah, we, you know, we see, people see Trump as so much worse than Mitt Romney, but. I don't know. I, I kind of think I prefer Trump's method if I had to pick one. Mm. Because mm. a quote, here's a quote from Trump. Marco will never let the people of Florida or this country down. You know, Trump mm-hmm. could have been like, forget that guy. He said, I have small hands mm. for all the country to hear. Mm. And he could have kept that pride. But no, he, he immediately pushes that aside. And make it, he's making jokes of it. He talked about it more than even Marco Rubio did.
1: Mm. You know, when it comes down to it, what is his, his record in the Senate? And how he voted in key situations? That's really what matters most, mm-hmm. more than a little spat.
0: For sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole idea. Trump will have these little, you know, uh, fights with people, but the country is at stake. Mm-hmm. And that's what he cares about. Mm-hmm. It was actually interesting. I saw that he had lost, I think, over a billion dollars since his uh, being president. And typically that does not happen. Like if you look at Obama, I don't know, I don't have the numbers on hand, but he is so much more wealthy um, now than before he was president. Mm -hmm. So you almost never see a person uh, lose their wealth after their presidency.
1: It kind of depends on the business you're in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Donald Trump, I guess, primarily real estate, Um, but I guess we can't really say for sure about Barack Obama. Oh, man. It's a different business you know taking bribes and
0: <laughs> yeah if you take bribes and they're million a million dollars each uh you're gonna do pretty good <laughs> you know
1: being paid a large amount for speeches well in well in excess of what they're worth you know which is sort of an indirect payoff or pay to play or for influence that's that's a pretty good business
0: oh for sure for sure Yeah, so, uh, you know, for me, that's what really matters at the end of the day. And that's why I prefer Trump. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not the only reason. There's a lot of reasons, but yeah. Um, Okay, so the next piece of news, President uh, Joe Biden's border coordinator is going to leave the administration at the end of April. Um, So, obviously, the surge at the border, you know, it's basically a crisis. And um, her name is Roberta Jacobson. She was a former U.S. ambassador to Mexico. You know, she was always trying to make Trump look bad. And um, so she she's stepping down. And then she said, Biden knew there was no better person to usher in a more safe, secure, and just approach to our southern border, consistent with her commitment. Um, oh, sorry. The quote ends. Sorry, I'm screwing this up. Okay. So, um. I think this is actually from the White House. She didn't say this. The White House said this. Mm -hmm. And they're mentioning her. Biden knew there was no better person to usher in a more safe, secure, and just approach to our southern border. Consistent with her commitment at the outset to serve in the administration's first 100 days, Ambassador Jacobson will retire from her role as coordinator at the end of the month. And so, and then she's making many mentions of um, Biden has left this very, you know, secure and safe. And it's everything that's going on is humane. Um, Yeah, and...
1: Why is it called a crisis?
0: Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I did hear some of this kind of, like, they always wanted to leave. I heard some of that with Trump as well, with his administration. You know, I forgot who it was, but a few people, they said they had always intended to leave at this moment. I think it was probably Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Nikki Haley. I think Mm -hmm. I heard that, a little bit of that kind of talk. So I, I want to be fair in that, but.
1: Who had intended to leave what?
0: Their positions: Nikki Haley, her position in in the UN, and then uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders as press secretary. Okay. Yeah. So I heard, you know, they had never intended to do this for the whole term uh, presidency. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying this now, you know, because I'm looking at this and I'm saying, oh, of course, you didn't want to stay longer because it's a crisis. So you're making up this whole she had always intended to stay the first one hundred days of the presidency. No, you just screwed it up.
1: That's a good period for a job, isn't it? Work for 100 days.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I wish I could do that.
1: <laughs> you know, I, when I first saw that story, my first impression was, well, is she kind of a scapegoat? Mm-hmm. You know, because many times when something <clears throat> goes terribly wrong, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to let somebody go, and then you kind of directly or indirectly imply that it was their fault. And now you have the situation under control that they are departing.
0: Yep, for sure. She said, I leave optimistically. The policy direction is so clearly right for our country. Uh, By the way, guys, in March, the Border Patrol apprehended 172,000 illegal immigrants. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a crisis. They're, They're filling up hotels and everything else, just trying to fit all these people in. There's teachers that are coming and teaching, American teachers coming and teaching migrant children in person, yet uh, schools are shut down for American children. Right. Showing you so much that America is not first with this administration. America is last. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and by the way, these kids are not uh, doing well with COVID. Mm. And they're spreading COVID all across uh, the country now. And uh, Fauci has not mentioned a word about that. And I think he secretly doesn't want to because he wants COVID to continue because once COVID is over, so is his job and his (laughs) fame.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the weatherman who mourns when there's no more bad weather. (laughs) And they celebrate when there's a hurricane or tornado. (laughs) But in this case, you know, um, you kind of have a sense that, you know, he's, he's saddened by the fact that the numbers of cases are declining and... Uh, it's kind of getting under control. And he's been predicting, you know, worse things, very negative predictions, but uh, is kind of saddened when they don't come true.
0: <laughs> Not one bit. And yeah, for, you know, you're going to hear on the news, oh, this is normal. This stuff always happens. This is, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying this is unlike anything they've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. The surge mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've also been hearing, Biden is wanting to patch up parts of the wall that haven't been completed and were almost completed. Uh, You know, the same wall that they said was, you know, evil and inhumane.
1: (laughs) That's an about face. That's 180 degree turn.
0: Yep, just a little bit. And um, yeah, and this wall is effective. One video I saw that was pretty disturbing though was, uh, you know, two toddlers. And yeah, basically they pay, uh, parents pay off, these coyotes yeah coyotes yes and the coyotes get their kids across the border uh but it's usually not safe and it's Mm. not good Mm. and they're literally throwing these toddlers over the the uh the wall Mm. and they just fall down not to just get up and continue so it's not good what's happening there
1: you know you wonder at what point will they be reunited with their parents and how that process works and how it works in terms of immigration status you know it it seems like there's a lot of underhandedness in this and that we have opened the door to that very Mm -hmm. very wide
0: oh for sure but i think it's become too much of an issue now Mm -hmm. that biden really has no choice but to finish up this wall which is crazy i never would have imagined it and i think that well obviously we know the democrats are the ones that created the wall around the u.s capitol that was made after the January 6th uh, riot, where I think one person died there. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so they built a wall. It's a very effective wall that people don't really seem to be getting through. And so they're kind of liking this whole wall thing. Mm. It's pretty great.
1: <laughs> so try another one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, if they finish up that wall, I will not be complaining. Because mm. seriously, it's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Is that the Donald J. Trump wall?
0: They should, yeah. <laughs> there better be some graffiti on there that says so. <laughs> Otherwise, I will personally go up there myself and do some graffiti, uh, as I always do. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's to be dedicated to him. <laughs> yes, it
0: should be, uh, but somehow, I don't know. They, they somehow twist it. They always do, mm. and they, they, they're like, I heard Jen Saki explaining it, and it was, it almost hurt my brain. Just the way that she could twist her words and somehow say that yes, they are, but it, they don't like it, and all the like, but yet somehow it doesn't seem like they are the way that she says it. It's so confusing to me.
1: But, um, but their part of the wall is the compassionate part.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's little inscriptions about equality on there,
1: <laughs> and they're going to have small little revolving doors there so anybody can come through.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Yeah, so now on to the next topic. Um, uh, Have you been hearing much about unions at Amazon? No. Oh, okay. So this will be uh, something you don't know. So basically, uh, Amazon pays well. You know, they have lots of jobs, and they've been very popular over the pandemic, and they've been really shutting down a lot of businesses. A lot of businesses just can't survive, uh, you know, with competition from Amazon. So... um, the conditions there are rough for employees. Uh, There's a lack of communication between managers and staff. Um, You know, there's disciplinary action, uh, but it's like not in person to person, but it's by an app. Mm. There's punishment for workers' failure to maintain six feet of distance uh, whenever there's not even space for them to have six feet of distance. I've even heard some stories about workers not being able to use the restroom because they don't want the workers going to the restroom that often. So they have to like pee in bottles and things along those lines. Um, But I think the, the pay is so good that a lot of people they stay, but they're getting kind of sick of the conditions. So um, they're trying to start an effort to join the retail wholesale and department store union. And um, but pretty much the odds are we're always against them being able to be successful with this. Um, Amazon, they're usually pretty good at squashing any attempts at a union, just because people have tried this before. Um, and so they had a vote and basically there were 1,100 no's to the union and 463 yeses, And, Um, They had to stop the vote, but that was roughly 55% of the uh, 5,805 eligible voters, Mm. and they needed more than half the votes to win. So, pretty interesting.
1: It came up pretty short. Yeah. You know, you wonder, I guess, obviously some of them were for the union, Mm -hmm. and others, maybe they felt like they would lose something if they joined, you know, if they formed a union, um, you know, obviously management was against it because unions make management do what they don't want to do mm-hmm. and give in to demands that they don't want to give in to. And so, you know, I just, um, it, it seems like employees would feel like they could maybe get more from a union, but maybe others are content you know, with the pay that they get and they feel like maybe they'll sacrifice something, at least at some point, if if a union is formed.
0: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. Um you know, yeah, it kinda seems like it, it is getting so bad that a union might help, or you could just also treat your workers well. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be cool too. And yeah, so basically they were saying what was it? There were some basically intimidation practices that were happening. So the, where they cast a vote, it was very close. Like the postal service installed a mailbox right outside the facility. And so there was kind of intimidation going on there. And it, I think that also affected the vote.
1: To push people in favor of management against the union. Yes.
0: Mm. Yes. Basically. So, and so there's going to be a legal battle and uh, it's going to, Yeah probably, it's probably not going to happen. So, but it, but it looked like it almost did there. Mm. Um, you know, and and I I think I've even heard that you work every day of the week, Mm. seven days, like Mm. you don't get weekends.
1: You know, I guess if a union was to start, you know, Amazon could try to resist it, but to do that, they would have to be able to hire some new non-union employees and of course yeah all of that involving a, perhaps a strike would hurt their business at least in the short term and uh anyway i guess you'd say you know they're it's a very prosperous business amazon <laughs> you know you you just uh can see them growing and growing and taking over so much of the retail area uh, you know areas of the country uh, so effective you know every year they're larger they Christmas comes, whatever the holiday season they they just take more and more, so you would think that a company that's that successful uh, you know they want to keep their success, and so they're going to try to keep the employees happy with. Good pay, good benefits, and in that way entice them not to push for a union. I guess is the way it works. Um, so, anyway, it, it's a delicate process, you know, as to how that works.
0: Yeah, and I know some people, they, um, like right out of college, they're getting these manager positions, and I think you get like 50K or 60K. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good job for a person right out of college and you know manager of a warehouse and from my experience on what i've heard about people that are managers of warehouses is sounds like a great job until you're actually there because you think it's just going to be easy you're going to manage people at a warehouse delivering stuff and it'll just be a good time but really it's pretty brutal Mm -hmm. and Mm. uh what happens if your employee tells you to shut up and they don't care about anything you have to say and then you're down an employee and you you have to find a replacement really quick. Mm-hmm. So then you realize, dang it, I can't replace them that quickly. So they could tell me shut up a couple of times. Now they start pushing me around. Now they don't listen to anything I have to say. And then Amazon realizes that you're actually not a great manager and you're out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could be short-lived. Yes. Your wonderful <laughs> job, 50K job.
0: Yeah. So enjoy the few months that you're able to work there. And then, of course, if you're successful with it, cool. But also, mm. will you have to end up doing things that are probably not right? You know, treating mm. people in a way that maybe they shouldn't be treated? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, so we'll see where this goes in the future. Um, Yeah, I usually don't like unions, especially teacher unions. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which that one's even more messed up because typically you have unions against corporations. But... They have a teachers union and this is a, literally a, a public institution. Mm-hmm. So a union against the government?
1: Yeah, you think all the risks of evil big evil corporations being so greedy where is that with the government? Yeah. It's just not there. So then it it just feeds into the you know the weaknesses of the government in being completely inefficient in bargaining and uh, you know, the government never gets anything at a decent price and certainly not schooling. You know, The cost of schooling, the cost of postal delivery, all, anything the government does is full of waste and, uh, you know, it would be so easy in the private sector to improve on it. But anyway, unions just make it that much worse.
0: For sure. This is kind of a little off topic, but it's... <laughs> One of my controversial things I always like to say. Um, I always hear teachers talk about, you know, I I don't even get paid to buy the decorations in my office or the supplies. Um, I I, I buy that on my own with my own money. And they usually do like a GoFundMe or something like that. And then I always think about like any other job, any other office that people work in. Mm -hmm. You have the option to decorate it and make it look pretty. Or you can be boring, and have nothing. Yeah. Uh, everywhere I've worked, that's what I've done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> if I had to move my stuff out of my office or, yeah, my desk, whatever, I right now I have a seat cushion. That's it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then I always have a backpack that I bring to and fro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I do have coworkers that decorate their desk and have all these little nick- knickknacks and cool stuff like that. And they buy that all for themselves, and they have no problem doing that. And I'm not criticizing that. That's great. But once it comes to teachers, the fact that they have to decorate their office, which they don't have to, by the way. I've been in many classrooms where there's no decorations at all whatsoever, but that's a source of complaining. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, that's always been something that really kind of irks me every time people say it, and people always, always say it. Right. How about you don't have any decorations in the classroom? Like, think about college campuses. Um, typically, the class is assigned to a room, and it's not the teacher's room. It's not the professor's room. Mm. It's just a room, and, you know, there might be a math class there, then a government class there, and they're always moving around in different places. So, therefore, there's no decorations there whatsoever. Even um, expo markers on a whiteboard, the teachers bring that, th- the pr- sorry, professors bring that themselves, and... That's supposed to be education that we pay thousands and thousands of dollars a semester for, and we don't care that there's no decorations in the room. Mm. So it's really a stupid thing.
1: (laughs) You know, there's such, well, of course, a lot of parts of the country, the teachers are very, very well paid. Um, Some parts of the country, not so much, you know, in all honesty. And, you know, I've heard some of that same argument, but maybe they'll apply it to school supplies. We have to buy the students' school supplies out of our own pocket.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm meaning too. Yeah. That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, which is even seems worse than decorations. Decorations are a little bit more optional, uh, although maybe you know the principals are requiring that of them. Who knows? Um, but anyway, uh, it, it sounds a lot better or a lot more sympathetic if it would be school supplies.
0: Yeah, for me, even then, I'm like, why do you need school supplies? (laughs) Who needs school supplies? Talk, teach them, show them stuff. Well,
1: students might need paper.
0: Go buy it themselves. And if they don't buy it themselves, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) It's just, it's always this, I got to feel bad for you attitude. Always. And yet you see these supposedly poor people with iPhones, Mm. nicer iPhones than I have. How'd you get the money for that? And you can't buy a piece of paper? Okay. (laughs) Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Sorry. You're getting the controversy side. That's right. Of Sarah.
1: There's, uh, well, I think teachers have been effective over time um, in arousing sympathy.
0: They're great at it.
1: And, yeah, of course, some, you know, there's arguments for and against that. Um, obviously, what they do is very important. Uh, some of them do it better than others, no question. Some are pretty mediocre. But anyway, it, it is so difficult. We seem to be failing so badly in our education.
0: Because the government's involved.
1: Definitely. They have no way of really figuring out what's working and what's not working. And they seem to be trying hard but you know and of course the pandemic has kind of finished off what was already almost dead it just seems like our system is at the bottom and now when it seemed like it could not go lower it is (laughs) so
0: yeah and they're still getting paid to do nothing so yeah sorry I don't really feel bad for teachers and by the way if you're considering being a teacher look at the uh, look at your career options pick another job (laughs)
1: Well, we need somebody to be a teacher.
0: <laughs> eh, well, I don't think so because <laughs> it's just it's not working out too what, well. What you into
1: homeschooling or something? I,
0: you know, I, you know, I was I was public school. I like public. Uh, I I liked my public school education. Um, obviously, I'm not like in love with it, but it it was good enough, and I learned what I learned. Um, you know, I think that homeschooling. Uh, yeah, ask a mom to master every single subject K through twelve. Uh, for multiple kids at different ages all at one time. you know, I think that's pretty difficult for a lot of moms. If you're a mom that can do it, which I've seen a few moms that can, then by all means go ahead. Um, But also have your kids maybe talk to other kids and learn to socialize too. That'd be cool too. Um, Otherwise, private schooling. And I really truly believe that um, if the government got out of it, there would just be all kinds of options that would be created. Like, heck, I've never even created a business. I would probably create a school where it'd be very very cheap and i'd find yeah the cheapest way to do it but it's still i try to make it good um you know but thinking differently where kids maybe don't have to come five days a week eight to five i think that's kind of ridiculous uh or eight to three whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. yeah they don't need we don't need to make the school days as long and then if they do want to if the parents really do want them to be there just because it's a daycare then they could pay some extra money for that Um, But otherwise, they could have it just, if it's just the essentials, then those kids can pay less. Mm -hmm. Like, there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of, like, and that's called Mm -hmm. micro-schooling, which there are those out there where it's like three days a week versus five. There's just no need to make it all that it is. Um,
1: And then the whole thing with school choice, at least apply some government monies to the options that students find to be working best. Yep. You know, and give them options.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no options out there. They want it all to be the same. They want it mm-hmm. all to be uniform. And that doesn't work for every student. Mm-hmm. So, and, and yeah, look at it right now. If, if it was working, I'd be quiet, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got to try out some different things. And I always mention Khan Academy, KhanAcademy.com. Or I forget if it's .com or .org, but basically free videos mm-hmm. with really good learning of all kinds of subjects. They even have the LSAT. They'll teach you the LSAT or the GMAT, mm-hmm. and they'll take you step by step. And a lot of kids use that for their homework, just on assistance for their homework. Mm-hmm. That's free. You know, you you could have a room where kids are watching those videos, and someone's there maybe to help steer them and guide them if they need any other assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's easy.
1: Looks like we have a new director of education.
0: Oh, man. I'd, I would cause some waves in that place. <laughs> they would hate me. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'll get off my tangent. Sorry. Uh, so I have a very short news quiz that I thought we should try. Um, I don't know the answers, and you don't know the answers. And I think we're actually going to get a lot of these wrong. But it's just, it's just a few questions, so let's try mm-hmm. it. Number one. On Wednesday, the Biden administration revealed. A, and by the way, this is a quiz for today. Mm. Um, so on Wednesday, the Biden administration revealed a plan to hike taxes in order to fund its 2.3 trillion dollar infrastructure plan. One major business leader has come out in support of the plan. Who? So we got four options: A. Elon Musk, B. Jeff Bezos, C. Warren Buffett, D. Bill Gates. Okay. So my guess.
1: Wow, that's tough.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs)
1: Because they've all in some ways been sympathetic. Um, You know, I've heard, well, Buffett has talked about higher taxes. So let me guess him, I guess.
0: I'm leaning towards him, but just to be different than you, I'll pick Musk. Okay. Okay. Oh, are they really going to do it like this?
1: Oh, you to get, get, get to the end to find answer. <laughs> you the have to get to the
0: <laughs>
1: Well, just save our... Okay, Go to okay. number two, I guess.
0: Okay, let's see. So I think we probably got it wrong, by the way.
1: Yeah. This probably <laughs> one you wouldn't guess.
0: Oh, it was Jeff Bezos. Oh, okay. It was Jeff Bezos. Okay. So <laughs> they are doing this in such a dumb way. Okay, so let me go to the next one. According to the new report from CB Insights, blank startups raised more money last quarter than in all of 2020. So retail, artificial intelligence, blockchain, or media. Which types of startups raised more money from the last quarter than in all of 2020? So my guess is going to be blockchain retail, artificial intelligence, blockchain, media.
1: I'll say AI.
0: AI? Okay. Okay. Now I got a blockchain. I was right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> blockchain <All> right. startups. <laughs> blockchain, <laughs> yep.
1: Well, now we know what, what to go into. Huh? I've just
0: been he- hearing so much about blockchain, that's why I had a feeling. Yeah. Okay, so, which electronics maker recently announced is powering down its smartphone business? A, LG, B, Samsung, C, Best Buy, D, BlackBerry. I don't even think Best Buy has one. Mm. I want to hear your answer.
1: Boy, I would have thought that um, BlackBerry was gone anyway.
0: I think they still do have Mm. a little something something.
1: I'll just take a wild guess at LG.
0: Okay. I know it's LG. Like, if I'm wrong... uh, I'll scream. Mm. I don't know. I'll do something. But I know it is just because I follow tech so much. Okay. They have a tendency to make really weird smartphones. So they had one that was basically, I don't know how to explain it. Um, It's almost like a. it would end up being a T. It Mm. it would look like a regular smartphone. Then you would twist one of the screens, and then it ends up looking like a T. And you could use it in different formations. It was a really cool and different Mm. idea, but also kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. They also had a a different smartphone where it was... um, two different screens, but they were, they worked together, but it was like, it was like holding two different iPhones and having them in the same kind of like a folio. Mm. It, it, so just like interesting ideas, but not practical and stupid. So oh. I know it's um Okay. Uh. Yep. LG. Oh, great. Yep. All right. So let's try the next one. In... What the Wall Street Journal is calling the biggest single firm meltdown since the financial crisis. I lost $8 billion in 10 days after my investment from the Archegos Capital Management collapsed. Who am I? A. Gabe Plotkin. B. Thomas Gottstein. D- uh, C. David Solomon. D. Bill Huang. I think it's David Solomon.
1: You know, I, I actually read that story, but I can't remember the name. I, let you say A.
0: Okay. Gabe Plotkin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bill Hoeng. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we both got it wrong. <laughs> okay, last question.
1: Yeah, somehow that name didn't stick with me, but I did remember Arcabos or whatever. Archegos or whatever it
0: is. Yeah. Um okay. So a new report from UBS estimates that nine percent. Of all U.S. retail stores will close by 2026, which store category will be hit the hardest? A, office supplies. B, electronics and appliances. C, food and beverage. And D, clothing and accessories. Okay, so they're all going to, or sorry, 9% will close by 2026. And which store category will be hit the hardest?
1: Hmm, boy, it seems like a lot of them would be.
0: Yeah, this is actually really hard for me. Hmm. So A office supplies. Mm-hmm. I'm tempted to go with that one just because mm-hmm. yeah, well okay, we have been doing a lot more working from home, so people now are having to go to those places
2: because
0: mm. they're buying their own office supplies. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could be totally wrong about that. Uh B electronics and appliances. You know, I don't know because I do feel like people do like to like they like Best Buy, they like to go to Verizon and get their stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think it's that one. Food and beverage no
1: Mm.
0: right don't you think
1: right you're not gonna you know just think what would amazon do better in
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. and then clothing and accessories really that's what i'm with i feel like it's office supplies or clothing and accessories um
1: well you pick one i'll pick the other
0: okay i'm gonna go with um clothing and accessories okay
1: i'll take office supplies (laughs)
0: Clothing and accessories would be hit the hardest. You sure you didn't know this? (laughs) (laughs) I was. Okay. So I had to see the answers every time because I kind of screwed this up. But I was really like, I've gotten better at like not looking at things whenever (laughs) I don't want to, like not focusing. I do it on the treadmill as well. Like I don't need to see how much time I've been running.
1: Not good enough. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. The reason I did think it though, the reason I chose clothing and accessories is because Amazon has really stepped up their game in clothing and accessories. Mm. So like, um. there's an Amazon wardrobe, basically. I, I think that's what it's called, where you can basically, like, for example, a dress. You buy a dress, and you can return it. Like, they pretty much have, like, a, any anything you want, like, you return. So you yeah. almost can just order this thing, return it. Order this thing, return it.
1: You mean order this thing, go to the party, and then return it? Yeah,
0: pretty much. <laughs> so I think they're trying to do that because they're trying to take the scare away from people of buying clothes online and if anyone can do it, it's them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I think that that's kind of their strategy, but they're they're pushing very hard with it. Mm -hmm. So that was a fun quiz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just don't like the way they did that. I wish they would give you the answers after each one. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, kind of the business world. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so now let's finish off with the verse. 1 Thessalonians 5.12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Now we ask brothers and sisters to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. So I kind of picked this verse, uh, based off of the Amazon, if you had to guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just, they have people that are trying to do an honest day's work. They have people that are, um, they're trying to get money to support their families and they are overworking them and they're abusing them. And They're pushing them too far. And when you push people too far, they start looking to impractical solutions. Mm. So you need to acknowledge those that work hard. You need to treat them right. And if you treat them right, you'll be surprised by how loyal they become to you.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's probably referring more to church leadership. And not just to mention that in the, religious context or
0: oh yeah i'm totally taking it out of context
1: <laughs> but also maybe you're looking more at the workers uh and this is maybe more looking upward at the leaders
0: mm, okay because uh, yeah.
1: it seems like the ones that work you know over you care for you and admonish you mm-hmm. which would be a leader that would be a admon- yeah that's you. true that's true so anyway, th- I think it's basically saying we should, you know, respect them and um, appreciate that um, service that they give to us by leading us in that way. Uh, so much today is full; of, we're so full of independence, and we don't want to be under anyone. We don't want to be, um, you know, looking to someone. Um, you know, and it's a lot of it is pride in all honesty. So it's a challenge to not take that approach and to be able to uh, be taught by someone, uh, learn from someone, respect someone, and ultimately be discipled.
0: Yeah. And, well, it's kind of making me think, you know, acknowledge the ones that even, and I'm using the Amazon example, but, created the Amazon. You mm. only have that job because mm. someone created that business and that organization. And you're under them because of that. Mm. And so if you want to create your own Amazon, by all means, go ahead. But be grateful for the people that created the business in the first place. So I'm I'm really kind of twisting and moving everything back and forth. Mm. But I guess that's probably the better accurate uh, representation of the verse. So
1: that, That's true. You know, oftentimes, you know, we... I've said this to you before that, you know, we want that job. That's the perfect job. That's the job that my dream job. Then we get the job and then from there it goes downhill in terms of our gratitude, Thanksgiving, appreciation. And then we turn the other direction into complaining and, uh, you know, just want something better and better and better rather than, and we long forget you know, the, oh, that was what I was just wanting so badly to get, and I got it, and I was so happy at that time. And now I'm just picking it apart, not grateful whatsoever. Mm. So I think I think a lot of it has to do with those issues of the heart and how we view, um, you know, in a sense submission and how we view being under authorities and whether it be in a job situation or a church or discipleship relationship.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it' there's a good feeling being under some someone sometimes because not everything falls on you then, and mm-hmm. you're not responsible for absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times where I'm underneath someone, and I almost feel like I'm more relaxed in that sense. But yeah, we have that with God and he is we're always yeah he's always above us so we're always under him Mm -hmm. we can always rely on him and lean on him and yeah i struggle to do that but when i actually do it right it's very good Mm -hmm. so yeah all right let's end the show there uh thank you guys so much for listening to the show i i need you to enjoy your weekend and enjoy your life have a good one